0: Hi, everyone. Hi. And welcome to yet another edition of Superman's Other Pals, a podcast where I, Gary Rowland, discuss the Silver Age comic book, Superman's Pal Jimmy Olsen, with my daughter,
1: Ella Plum Rowland, and
0: together we
1: talk about stuff.
0: We talk about it. We talk about things. We talk about how it relates to things, we get off on tangents, and uh, we've
1: mentioned the tangents before we've started. Now That's we
0: good. should I put a warning?
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> warning: the following podcast contains tangents. <laughs> That's pretty much every podcast, though. Yeah, but I guess except for a like lot the lot of tangents, except for like the super crisp, you know, like NPR podcasts
1: and like scripted podcasts.
0: But even then, like the scripted podcast, obviously no. But, like, even then, some of the other... NPR. Yeah, some of the other, like, you know, they will get off on Jags where, like, the guy talks about, like, how he really loves something or loves something else or doesn't love something. Yep. You know, like, there was a guy, apparently, for N- on NPR, actually, they there was a guy, one of the guys who started NPR, he thought that the story of Alexander Hamilton would make an amazing, like, movie or film or something like that.
1: And now we have Hamilton. And
0: it was before the musical. So so as a result, he loves that musical.
1: Mm. It's a good... Uh, well, I personally think it's a good musical. I know there are many people out there who do not share that opinion. <laughs> I don't
0: actually think that there are many people who don't share that opinion. There's Magenta. <laughs> well, that's one person. There's Elsa. That's two people.
1: There's Taylor. Three people. There's Olivia. Four. Most of my friend group outside of like my immediate friend group and even some of my immediate friend group. But, Half the roller derby team,
0: but after that, like there's like a bazillion people, and then you get to the adults, and like most of the adults who I who you talk to or hear, and maybe it's just because it's one of those things where it's like they love Hamilton, but like the people who don't love Hamilton don't like it enough that they need to like go on a tear about how terrible it is. They just are like,
1: they're just like, I don't like it, right? They're, not they're like shout at you about. Or, it. yeah,
0: they're just like, you know what? I just I just didn't get it. I just never got it. Like it just like you know, it's fine. But, you know, I just didn't get it. And I don't like musicals. And I don't like the hip-hop.
1: Grandparents don't like Hamilton. Well,
0: that's because they have particular political leanings. And they love that Thomas Jefferson. I guess. I don't know. But, you know, somehow.
1: <laughs> this is why we have a tangent warning now.
0: <laughs> I feel as though we've gotten to, we've gotten off track.
1: Just slightly.
0: Okay. Well, and I guess uh, the time has come for us to get started. Yep. Because, you know, that's why we're here. And that's why you've downloaded this thing in the first place. I hope. Uh, it is now the beginning of summer. I'm sorry, this is coming out a little bit late. Uh, we were in Seattle over the weekend. Uh, we were at a roller derby tournament. Thank you for everybody who came out to, uh, you know, came out to the roller derby and, uh, you know, said hi to us. Nobody said hi to us. <laughs> I mean, you know, other, nobody said, hey, I listen to your podcast. I think it's great. I'm sure they're out there. I hear them from time to time. Once again, I'm like to, to apologize. Um, to TARDIS rider for not getting your his... bow
1: tie is very nearly finished. I just need to finish um, the clasp on it. I
0: just want to take this moment to publicly shame my daughter for not being uh, faster on the upkeep. I would like up-trick. to
1: take this moment to thank my father for getting the wrong kind of clip for the bow tie.
0: Uh, we are not going to get into a discussion about this at this time. Perhaps I'll go online and see if I can find something. Okay. All right. All right. Well, okay. So now we're, uh, we're now at issue number 39 which is September. So it was released May-June and it says, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. We see Superman. No, we don't. We see Jimmy Olsen dressed as Superman in a super futuristic place much like a Krypton, although probably not a Krypton. Um, where I mean, their Krypton
1: has exploded, hasn't it?
0: Yes. But, you know, they had, there was that one where, like, how did Superman meet, how did Jimmy Olsen meet Superman? That's fair. And he, he had gone back in time, as they say in uh, Back to the Future. Yep. All right, as you know, Huey Lewis has told us. So, um, so there's these three, four guys and people, and like walking around. There are flying cars and a weird face in the bottom for no particular reason.
1: Oh my god, I didn't <laughs> notice that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's and these people are all looking up at Jimmy Olsen who is flying, and he says, "Hello, super lad," or should we call you Jimmy Olsen? And Jimmy Olsen is saying, golly, everyone on this world knows who I am. How can I keep my secret identity the way Superman does on Earth? And it's called Featuring the Super Lad of Space, 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 Space. Although it just says space. Yeah. I added the echo.
1: Dad always adds the echo. Why not? Because. Because why? I don't know.
0: (laughs) All right. So inside cover. On the inside cover, we see once again, George Jowett. Jewett. Jowett. It's J-O-W-E-T-T. So, Jowett. Okay. Jowett. Um, I don't know. We
1: may have been pronouncing it wrong this entire time. I apologize. <laughs> and
0: if so, I'd like to apologize to Jowett and Jowett and his family for not for for missing it. All right. And now, I actually think that this is a repeat of an older ad where yeah, there are I... all these crazy fonts all over the place. Stop being skinny weakling like I was in ten minutes. Of fun a day you can also do as I did. Gain 25 pounds of handsome power pack muscles all over. Improve your He-Man looks 1000%. Win new strength. Win new popularity. And, uh, you know, basically it's the, it's the old, Hey, skinny, don't be skinny. Skinny, you want. To not be skinny. And then you'll get to carry around women. Um. Or kick footballs? I don't know. There are all these weird...
1: I mean, I'm not that buff and I can kick a football. There are
0: all these pictures that they just sort of stick in there of like this He-Man carrying a woman... And then another one of a guy... He
1: looks like he's trying out to be a cheerleader.
0: I think he's a punter. And kind of failing. I think it's a punter. Okay. Or maybe some kind of kicker.
1: Yeah, but he's in the middle of like some high-kick-looking move with his arms out. Right.
0: Much like Karate Kid. Did you ever see Karate yeah, Kid? Yeah,
1: he made me watch it when I was like eight.
0: Okay. Was it the new one or the old one?
1: I've seen both of them. Okay.
0: All right. So then, of course, we have the five books. Mold the Mighty Chest... Mold a mighty arm, mighty back, mighty legs, and of course my favorite, mighty grip. And you want to go to the Jowett Institute, 222, uh, 220, Fifth Avenue, New York, New York. Um i, I you know, on
1: Fifth Avenue.
0: If we have any listeners in New York City right now, can I ask
1: Is that still a place that
0: they go to two hundred twenty Fifth Avenue in New York? Is that even and still a place? Though? See if the Joett Institute is still there. I doubt it is. You never know. Look, Joe Weeder's Gold Gym, Gold's Gym, is still in its original location in Venice, California.
1: Yes, but we all know about that gym. No one knows about this guy.
0: So <laughs> he's maybe. He's
1: probably been erased by history.
0: Well, maybe he's one of those guys that's like a secret. Like you know, like in the bodybuilding community, everybody knows him, but, but nobody else of does. The bodybuilding, community. you know, it's like being a comics comic or a writer's writer. Mm. You know, there are the super popular writers, and then there are the writers that
1: that just the writers know of.
0: Exactly, that other writers look at and go, like, oh man, so great, he's so cool, but nobody knows who he is. Or like you know, actors that nobody knows but are in everything. Yep. So that's, so we're now back to George Joett. Let's call him Jowett. Okay. Maybe I'll get a, a, a particular, maybe I'll get a correct pronunciation at some point in my life.
1: At some point.
0: All right. Maybe I'll see. Uh, never mind. All right. So that brings us to our first story. Um, would you like to read the first story?
1: Yes, because it is also the cover story. which it is. I have not It's happened once before.
0: I think with uh, Superman adopting Jimmy. Yeah. All right. Okay. So now here's Ella Plum. Reading the first story.
1: Imagine Jimmy Olson suddenly thrust into a strange world in outer space, and <laughs> instantly becoming it down with all. The...
0: <laughs> Why are you Sorry, laughing so much? Sorry, ladies and gentlemen.
1: My father is mocking me. I am not. You are too. I am not. I'm so I'm, so... I am
0: not. You know. I and I cleared the way for you, <laughs> and I just. I decided that this time really, I wouldn't you say anything. because you
1: looked at me and then started laughing like two fists.
0: I just cleared the way for you, and then, you know, I thought I'd give you an opening. I thought I'd take it easy on you this time, and there you are. Can I even get through the first? Ugh. Go ahead
1: i'm sorry he started laughing at me and like visibly shaking and sticking his tongue out
0: i think if you listen to the tape you will hear that i am not <laughs> laughing well first of all we are not recording the tape we're recording directly online but i think if you hear the recording you will see that i did not laugh at all False i didn't laugh
1: you did so did you
0: hear laughter <laughs> go ahead
1: Imagine Jimmy Olsen suddenly thrust into a strange world in outer space and becoming instantly endowed with all the superpowers of Superman. <laughs> You'd imagine the red-headed cub reporter would be overjoyed at the performing fantastic super deeds. But alas, a shadow is cast across Jimmy's sensational triumphs, as you will discover when <laughs> you read The Super Lad of Space.
0: All right. So in our first, uh, our first panel, that was very, it was very jocular. What? It means it's like, you know, you did it with a lot of laughter. Um, so <laughs> we see Jimmy Olsen and he is blocking some sort of beam of some kind. Yeah. That is uh, going to hurt some people. And these people, a couple of them, one of them has a plate, a tag that says soldier and another one has one that says farmer. And the farmer is saying, look, Jimmy Olsen from Earth raced in front of that lightning bolt and saved our lives. Apparently on this planet, lightning bolts are curly Q. Yep. They're like a corkscrew. And then the soldier they says. They look
1: like a death ray from the 1950s. Well, this is the 1950s, so they look like a death ray from that era.
0: And so uh, the soldier says, hooray for Jimmy Olsen. And then Jimmy Olsen says, gasp.
1: How do they know my
0: the, They know my real name when I landed on this planet. I only told you I was super lad. How did they discover my secret identity? Story starts that they are launching a rocket, but instead of using the standard rocket fuel.
1: They use Superman. Great.
0: Superman's decided that I am going to hurl this rocket into space. And Jimmy, our intrepid cub, cub reporter.
1: Wants to photograph the equipment on the rocket.
0: Right. He wants to photograph the equipment. But what he does not know or what what he, what he fails to happen is that. I guess um,
1: they launch 15 minutes early
0: right or no his watch is off okay his watch is off okay and so because his watch is off is off that he is launched into space
1: with the missile
0: well it's a rocket, rocket. and apparently there is uh, air inside this rocket this unmanned rocket and
1: i don't know
0: but um so he's floating in space and he can't summon superman
1: because his supersonic signal doesn't work through space, even though
0: I think
1: it has worked across both space and time. I'm
0: pretty sure that that yeah, that is some bunk that um he has used it in like deep space, and yes, it does of course travel across time, but not in valleys. Jimmy crash lands on a planet, and he finds out that he has he suddenly has superpowers. Uh, he can fly
1: he also happens to be wearing his Superman suit because right. it was apparently a Superman fan club event that was yes. launching this
0: rocket yes it is a Superman fan event that was watching the rocket because so Jimmy as president I guess was wearing his Superman outfit and now he is on this other planet as Superman and he realizes that he has this super strength but he's you know wearing Superman's outfit so he wants to blend in and So he finds clothes from a scarecrow and there is this stampede. No, there's a cattle ranch and there are some fearsome looking predators that are looking at the cattle. And then suddenly a bunch of space cowboys run in and they say, hello, Jimmy Olsen. And Jimmy's like, "I first of all, like what the hell? First of all, how is it they speak English? And then second of all, How is it that they see my secret identity?
1: Okay, well, at least he has addressed the fact that you wouldn't assume the aliens speak English, even though he's never addressed that before.
0: Right. So, uh, he said, you know, his super... So, then, with his super telescopic vision, he notices that there's a meteor shower that's about to, like, land on the Earth, and then he gets a bunch of rods and skewers them like meatballs. He then, you know, spears them, saves everybody, and everybody's like, Hey, yeah! Woo! Yeah! Woo!
1: And then he's like, okay, well, I should go into the city, I guess. And they give him apparently the key to the planet.
0: Yes. And then there's a guy with a... They decided that because they love obvious signs way a lot, they decided that on this planet, everybody is going to have a, have a tag that tells us what they are. So a, someone called Politician is uh, showing Jimmy around his planet. Well, that's and
1: the uniform for their job which i guess eliminates questions about what's it's appropriate to wear at work
0: i guess so you know this is all communist so then what you find out is that they have been monitoring radio signals from everywhere from every well from everywhere specifically earth and they found that english is the universe's most efficient language which
1: it's not even earth's most efficient language
0: exactly It's not. It is. It is, in fact, almost. It is very, very difficult to learn because there are just so many exceptions and so many inconsistencies inconsistencies and idiosyncrasies. And the you 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 need to like be able to like understand everything. A lot of weird. A lot of metaphors
1: and idioms.
0: And it's constantly evolving. And it is not in by any way, shape, or form
1: efficient. An
0: efficient language. But, so
1: that was just the writers being like, "Yeah, English is great." Right. And the second I read that, I was like, "You <laughs> people!"
0: So he's, uh, you know, he's definitely like, you know, it's a, so yeah. he's just like we have to let everybody know uh, that America is the best, and that English is the best language. So it's not. Uh, I mean, you know, it is our language. Yeah, it's but the, it's not But I do know, yes, that there's a lot of other that a lot of languages uh, are a lot more efficient. So there's, so then suddenly, um, he gets hit with the thing that Superman used to get hit with from time to time, but like Jimmy Olsen would have to answer, which was like, everybody wants him to do something for him. Like, a guy missed his train, one person's cat is missing, and, you know, another is a tow truck. Yep. And so he's doing all this stuff, and he's like, man, I gotta, like, I can't be here. I've gotta, like, go.
1: There really should be, like, some, like, definite, like, regulations as to what constitutes a Superman-level emergency. He
0: needs, like, a an assistant.
1: What, you mean Jimmy Olsen?
0: Or a dispatcher of some kind. That, like, you know, basically, yeah, you submit a request. Like, you know, obviously there are certain obvious emergencies that he will take, like, you know, if there's a volcano or a...
1: However, like a jewel robbery probably should be for the police even
0: you would think but you know even but you know that's something he would definitely like break up if
1: if he's got nothing else to do if, then if he, sure
0: and if he was in the neighborhood so he decides like so he realizes what he needs to do is he needs to go into first of all he calls himself super lad okay because he's not a man yet i guess
1: well we know he's not 21 yet
0: so and this is a time when like you have to be 21 to do all sorts of things all the stuff that we now do at 18 with the exception of drink you have to do, you can do it 18 you mean 21 what is now stuff you can do when you're 18 then you have, yeah, you to, be have 21. to be 21 yeah yeah so and i guess that's like officially when you become a man I guess. or an adult i don't know so he does all this stuff and he's like finally I, I gotta, like, get out of this. So what he does is he goes, because he has the key to everywhere, he goes into the... It's
1: not an actual key. Apparently it is. My god.
0: The keys to the... When, apparently when you were given the keys to the city, you can go anywhere. And sounds, in this case, That's potentially key... dangerous. It is, I would agree. So he decides that he's going to disguise himself as a common man, in this case, a farmer. So he grabs a farmer outfit where he is given the tag Farmer. And then suddenly there is an attack by a giant mole who has come to devour their giant fruits. Giant
1: twelve-legged mole.
0: Right. It is a twelve-legged mole.
1: It looks like something out of fantastic beasts.
0: But that is not to be written for many, many years from
1: no, now. No, but like it's got the same look of like I don't know.
0: So Jimmy decides it's that
1: a little bit too crazy eyed.
0: Jimmy using a super shout uh collapses the Cave. Cave, the the tunnel that he has burrowed, and it collapsed on him, and uh, doesn't kill him,
1: but I guess just
0: but blocks him off. Yeah, and so and so, but in this time he turns into Jimmy Olsen. He turns into Super Lad, and but then turns back into the farmer. And, and then, then they're like, "Hello, Jimmy Olsen."
1: And Jimmy's like, ah.
0: "And really, what they should be saying is, why don't they just call me Jimmy?" why do they have to use my full name i don't know so they're like okay so i can't be a farmer so then he goes back and he goes he tries another uniform and is what
1: is it this time a soldier a fireman no, no. policeman
0: yeah uh policeman no sailors sailor he's a sailor But he doesn't even get very far. He just like walks outside before a couple of women go, hello, Jimmy Olsen. Please give me your autograph, Jimmy Olsen. And he's like, all right, well, this is this is a mistake. So he goes back and is like, all right, I'm going to change into a soldier. And so then uh, a machine goes bad. and He like saves everybody. And and then they're just like super loud. And they're just like, Jimmy Olsen. Hey, Jimmy Olsen. Hello, Jimmy Olsen. They're like, oh, man, they're always calling me Jimmy Olsen. Like, they already know. Like, I'm a stranger on this planet, and everybody calls me Jimmy Olsen. And then he does one more disguise where he disguises himself as, I guess, a construction worker of some manner or a riveter. And then they are attacked by a metal-eating termite, which Which is
1: is gigantic. It is, like... It's like a medieval dragon, but in bug form.
0: Right. It's like a... Yeah, it is a bug-eyed dragon that is swooping down, that eats the metal, and uh, is not insect-sized in any way, shape, or form. But Jimmy, of course, defeats him.
1: Yeah, it looks like a straight-up dragon with bug eyes.
0: He defeats him and hits him with a, uh, a shot to the solar plexus. Do bugs
1: even have a solar plexus?
0: Uh, no. Okay, well, in this case, I guess it would be like either in the abdomen or the thorax. Probably the abdomen. Yeah. And then uh, he so he hits him, and he's like, "I'm the winner and still champ of Zolium." That's the name of the planet, Zolium. And he hits the ground, and everybody's like, "Hello, Jimmy Olsen? And then finally, he gets to the ground, and, and
1: out comes Superman. Out
0: comes Superman, who figures out who like to, like you know, okay, yeah, I figured after a short while since he didn't show up. That you must have been on the rocket, and he tracked your footprints on the missile platform and tracked you down with his telescopic vision. And so they grab him and he takes him back home. And he's like, you know, hey, how is it being Superman? Because I know what it's like on that planet. Because Jimmy, because Superman knows what's going on in all the planets and what happens on all the planets. He probably
1: to... just has pen pals on all the planets,
0: maybe. And he's like, it was a total flop. He's like, I didn't have a secret identity, so. Like, I couldn't have a disguise. And Superman's like,
1: yeah. They're mind readers. Right.
0: They all have...
1: They're all telepathic. They're
0: all telepathic. So you couldn't...
1: There's no way.
0: Right. So...
1: So dummy. <laughs> so,
0: so, duh. Uh, so that's that's the end.
1: And then Jimmy's like, ah,
0: duh. Says, oh, no. Which is... Not really. But the thing is, like, one of the reasons why you you get a secret identity is so that you protect the people you love and the people you really care about.
1: But he didn't know anyone on that
0: planet. Right. He was a stranger on that planet. You know, after a short while, maybe.
1: And he probably wasn't planning to stay very long.
0: Maybe. We don't know. Um, Okay. So then we get to Little Pocahontas. You're doing it. Which is... I
1: mean, if this had just been, like, another, like, typical, like little jerry or something like that it would have been fine right but this is
0: but they've decided that they're going to go a little on the racist side because this is an unenlightened time a little uh what they would call an indian brave what we would call racist stereotype, would be saying, go to school, Pocahontas? Of course! Not me, I'm going fishing. And then little Pocahontas says, playing hooky is very naughty. And then the boy says, so what? And the next day, little Pocahontas says, well, did you catch anything yesterday? And the boy says, I sure did. I caught poison ivy, where he has... um,
1: Yeah, this would be better suited for, like, Boy Scouts and camping and such. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I guess they, you know... Yeah, they just decided that this time they would just go with... The, the Native American theme. I will credit them for not using you know, the language that they will often use in these things that involves a lot of ums and not using pronouns. Yes. And throwing the word heap around unnecessarily.
1: You mean like they did in that other episode?
0: Correct. Alright, so then we have uh, Superman who wants you to go to Palisades Park in New Jersey. And you get two free rides, one on the Caterpillar, one on the jet plane. And this coupon appears in all September and October issues. It's worth 65 cents. So Palisades Park is only open in the summertime. Did you know that?
1: Oh. But it's not open anymore See, still.
0: Yeah, right. Now, here in California, our amusement parks stay open. All the time. All the time. Yeah. 12, 12 months a year. But in... There have
1: been times when... We have had, like, student-free days at school, and everyone just goes to an amusement park.
0: But in the, at least, in, in many, many parts of, of the country... Uh, it, that is not the case. They shut down in the winter. Like, they'll shut down sometime in October, usually right after Halloween.
1: I mean, we don't have weather here, so it is easier to keep things open.
0: Right. So, so they'll shut things down after Halloween, and then they'll open them sometime in April, maybe March. Mm. And so... This is one of those places where it's done that way. But the summer is always there big time. So they're telling you, you know, that September and October, although they are winter months, although they are fall months, they are in Summer-y? this. Case. They will be, well, they, they, they will be released in the summer. Yep. All right. So then we have stamps. I don't know what. More stamps. I don't really know if there's anything more Ooh. we can say about stamps. Like, other than, like, we, we have in the stamps. 1950s. You know, at this particular time...
1: Stamps were all the rage, I guess. Stamps
0: were a big thing among certain kids, and they wanted you to collect them, and there were places, I guess, that could get, like, tons of stamps for no money, and they... And give them away for no money. Right, and then so they would just give them away. And I, I don't know what else to say about it at this time.
1: Yeah, we've kind of exhausted.
0: There's only this... so much... There's only so much you could talk about stamps.
1: Only so much to say about Stamps. And this isn't even like pirate stamps or British Empire stamps. This is just stamps.
0: Right, just stamps. These are stamps, stamps, and stamps. All right, so then it brings us to our second story. It would be quite a colossal misfortune for anyone to lose a million dollars, but trust impulsive Jimmy Olsen to top that by losing a million dollars three times in one day. Yes, super bad luck. Hounds the cub reporter, as even Superman can't prevent his young pal from making the million-dollar mistakes. And then we see Jimmy Olsen, who is hiding in a trash can, and there is Superman flying away. And Jimmy Olsen is saying, Psst, "Superman, help me escape that man who wants to bring me to court with a summons. I'm being sued for ooh, a million dollars." And Superman says, "Sorry, Jimmy.
1: I already cleaned up your mess."
0: You'll have to take your medicine this time. I already made up the other million dollars you lost before. So, uh, the Daily Planet had a promotion, that's how it starts, where everybody sent in a dollar for an orphanage and they got a million dollars.
1: I mean, that's a pretty good deal. That
0: is a great deal. Like, first of all, very
1: happy for those orphans. Yeah,
0: yeah. Although it'll probably all be wasted in corruption.
1: Yeah. If it were going straight to the orphans, the orphans would be very pleased. Yes,
0: they would. That's a lot of money yeah. to raise for H. Like, you know, I don't know if, like, the... Like, at this particular moment, do, like, you know, that telethons... to
1: how big Metropolis is. And in the
0: 19... You know, in, like, 1959, 1960, a $1 million dollars was considered...
1: The biggest thing. A
0: butt-ton of money.
1: I mean, it's still considered a fair amount of money.
0: Right. But, you know, it's, like, you know, 800 million dollars. Yeah, like this is an age where, like, a mi- like there were no billionaires, there were millionaires. But, there but were millionaires. so they they collect the dollars and they pile them all up, and they said it was a big cha- a big job counting up a million dollars. Do you know how long it would take them to actually count up a million dollars?
1: I mean, if you took everyone in the Daily Planet staff and you each gave them a stack of money, about well, yay babe.
0: it would take days. If not...
1: Not if you divide up the work, right?
0: Maybe. So, but apparently it's also a very hot day, and uh, Jimmy wants to cool off, so he turns on an electric fan, and and somebody happens to have this big stack of money next to an open window, and then all the money blows out of the window, and Superman, who happens to be... uh,
1: Standing right next to Jimmy Olsen as clerk, Kent. Right,
0: mild-mannered reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper. Jimmy shows up, and uh, Superman shows up, uh, concocts an enormous super cleaner vacuum and collects up all the money again
1: i would like to point out that superman's inventions work better than the scientists inventions.
0: it's in this very city. true it's very true and it's just like like you know he is he's is of course super smart and i know that a lot of people will will compare like you know they'll say well he's not as good a detective as batman that batman is like the world's greatest detective But I will say that there are many, many, many times that Superman, especially in this in this series, where he is just, he just knows everything. It's like, almost like he has the power cosmic. He does not. He does not. That is a Marvel thing. All right. So he's like, all right, I gave you the, I I, I got it, but don't let it happen again. And so today is the All-Star Game.
1: Also, I would like to know, just back at the money thing, a significantly higher... Pile of money
0: came back, then got blown out the window. Yes, it'd be weird to be like, <laughs> We have a let. we have one million, one million one hundred thousand dollars because the vacuum cleaner actually sucked the money out of other people <laughs> and they were transporting a lot of money into a bank at the time. I mean,
1: those orphans are even more happy now.
0: <laughs> so Jimmy is being punished, and he's like, So he sends Lois Lane to cover the all-star game because yes because as we all know jimmy's a boy and boys all like baseball at this time so
1: they sent lois they
0: sent lois to punish jimmy and jimmy's like he's listening on the radio he's finding out that it's a really exciting game so he decides that he's going to take the flying newsroom and And
1: interview the star player for the morning team
0: right and so he said he he goes in he finds out that something wrong is the control with the controls and he's like i can't go to repair it or else i'll miss the big game so he decides to fly a broken flying newsroom and then you find out also that there's what question. you there I have, I have a question you there um ella plum from the superman's other pals mm. i have time for three more what, go ahead
1: what possessed him to fly a broken helicopter
0: well he is as we all know he has a lot of difficulty with impulse control.
1: Yeah, they even mentioned it in the title, in like the introduction this time.
0: So it starts to rain and Jimmy's like, oh no, it's gonna so I guess what has happened is
1: they've installed a brand new rain protection thing where it's a giant plastic bubble that encases the thing and i
0: want to know is this a th- has this become a thing yet in 1959 like when did cover stadiums become a thing i don't think it became a thing till the 70s
1: i don't know but it looks really cool it in does the way that they've yeah. done this It'll,
0: it's you know they've it's had like
1: a giant bubble
0: and even if they've had covered stadiums they did not have ones with tr- retractable rain domes so but jimmy not seeing the rain dome until
1: too late, I guess.
0: Crashes through the rainbow. Wait, no,
1: no, no. He saw it, and then he tried to steer up, and then the steering wheel came off of the frickin' helicopter.
0: Right, as, like, some kind of, like, weird cartoon thing. Do
1: helicopters even have steering wheels?
0: No, I think they have sticks. And then, of course, uh, the helicopter comes crashing down, and Jimmy dies.
1: Nope.
0: Nope, he manages to jump out. He lands, and he sees the the damage <laughs> he sees the damage but he still tries to get the interview but the coach is so he goes like sorry i'm sorry to get you the your new dome mr carson and so he says okay
1: i don't think the coach would be the one who installed the new dome i think it would be like the owner
0: and so he comes out and he says you're gonna have to cover repairs and we'll sue you for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which is you know Completely, I guess, completely reasonable. I
1: mean, at the time, yeah, that's, like, enough to get a new dome.
0: So then he gets starts to get escorted out by security. And then he looks.
1: No, not even security. Or
0: by two other players. I'm going to say that they are security. So on the way out, there's this guy who comes up to him and says, Hey, you, redheaded lad, you're Jimmy Olsen. I've got something for you in this envelope. And, Jim, and Jimmy's G- like,
1: gee, that was quick. I didn't know they would get me the summons that quick.
0: Right. So he decides that this guy is serving him a summons and he's got to get out of there because are you familiar with this, this practice?
1: If you, if they can't get you the summons, you don't have to go to court.
0: Correct. Uh, you know, that's not as like, it's only vaguely true as it once was. In the 1950s. Yeah. Like it's one of those things you get served papers, but you actually have to like, they like the guy has to like touch, you have to touch them. So he sees it and was like, I got to get out of here. So he first d- d- dick dips into a cab and then he runs into a carnival where he jumps into the gondola of a hot air, balloon. hot air balloon in the around the world in 80 days don't miss it promotion and he figures i you know i'll get out of this and
1: and he calls superman and is like hey this wind has blown me the wrong way can you blow me back and superman's like sure and then he blows him into the temporary patch of the dome for the Baseball stadium. He
0: blows him into the stadium again where he's like, alright, this is going to cost you $500,000 now. And so he then goes to... Jimmy
1: should just not do any of this. He's
0: like, so Jimmy then goes to his friend, Professor Potter and he's like, hey, you got anything to experiment with me on? And he says, no, but I do have this giant earth mole uh, that he can drill underground and maybe find a bunch of Gold or something, so and that he could pay the five
1: hundred thousand. Right, which is but instead,
0: specious at best. So he drills into the earth and then finds a a boulder of kryptonite that he can't bring to the earth. He can't find anything, so he can't find anything of any real value. And so he then
1: goes back up,
0: and right he goes it back up stadium. where he goes back up through the stadium.
1: He's got bad luck with this stadium. <laughs> he is
0: he does and he's like they've
1: probably "Ah." banned him by now and
0: there's the guy who's like this is now going to cost you a million dollars
1: and then the guy finally shows up with the money not money with the envelope that jimmy was trying to avoid and is like i need to give you this and jimmy's like no i don't want it he's like you just won a million dollars from this billionaire who likes to give out money take the money Right. And Jimmy's like, gee, I'm a million. Oh, wait. Here, Mr. Baseball Guy, here's a million dollars. Please drop the lawsuit. And he's like, okay, I
0: guess. So here's the thing. Here's the thing that I have. Wouldn't you think that Jimmy Olsen would know about this? That there's there's this billionaire named Samuel Gottrock who just likes to pass a billion dollars out for people?
1: I think that he can know that somewhere in his brain, but that's not his first thought. Maybe. When he sees a guy come up with an envelope that he's never met before and he's just been threatened with a lawsuit.
0: So, and then that's it says. That's not the
1: first thing going through your mind.
0: It says here Jeepers, it was the famous Samuel Gotrocks chasing me all the time. The famous Samuel Gotrocks. So he should know. He should know better, but he doesn't. Anyway. I mean, so then you find out you've that you've just
1: been threatened with a lawsuit. You're not just going to accept random papers from a guy you've never met before in an official-looking suit.
0: And yet he let he let himself be experimented on. So, um, so then yeah, he but says, "That
1: won't cost him two hundred and fifty thousand to a million dollars."
0: So then you know the next day at the Metropolis Daily, a different paper, not the Daily Planet. Yes. I guess because of conflict of interest, they can't report on Jimmy Olsen.
1: You uh, probably they've done it before
0: they say that jimmy olsen is a millionaire and he's like what they don't tell you is now i'm penniless the end because and now it ends just the way everything else ends at zero <laughs> so then we have tootsie roll
1: yay more liberate <laughs>
0: outdoor camping is really the thing seeing wildlife and birds on the wing with well-loaded sack tootsie rolls by the pack is enough to make anyone sing
1: okay so they've stopped trying out names Right. Or at least in this poem. I
0: think they've run into all the names that they're going to run into.
1: His legs are disproportionately thin.
0: Yes. So then we run into the Jimmy Olsen's pen pals, the uh the now regular sent uh the now regular uh it, what is it? The regular segment. uh the regular segment on the um the regular segment and uh I can't Get the word "regular segment" out of my mouth now. (laughs) No, the regular segment where people write in and uh, a a a lot of times point out problems with the script.
1: Noticing them.
0: And here's a big one. Here's one that like I am actually can. And some people will bring it up, and it's this. Uh, Everybody knows that Jimmy Olsen has red hair. Then how do you explain the cover of your April issue, which shows Jimmy Olsen with? blonde hair they bring out it well he says our red-faced printer send pleads guilty for having Jimmy's golden locks it's simply he simply died dyed for you okay there so basically uh, he they acknowledge that uh, sometimes they get it wrong and Jimmy doesn't have red hair.
1: So he temporarily dyes his hair blonde. Right. To experiment. Well,
0: no, with no. It. No, no, basically it's just it's a printing error. Yeah. It's just printing error and so if you ever see I
1: mean, I think it's a lot cooler for the idea of Jimmy's experimenting with his hair color.
0: If you ever see Jimmy Olsen with blonde hair, it's
1: a printing it's error. It's
0: just a mistake. So, um then somebody else points out that in the Menace of Superman's fan Nail, which seems to be pointed out a lot in these things, a lot of people are pointing. It
1: pointed. was a very inconsistent yeah. issue. So
0: they said Superman in a tank with water, reading newspaper. Now, wouldn't the paper get slightly wet? Yes. And then it says, uh, "Didn't you know that this was a special waterproof edition published for the con- for the convenience of the Man of Steel by the play- Daily Planet?"
1: No, because you neglected to tell us.
0: Well, it's fine, but you knew that that was going to happen. So then it pre- he he. There are two people who um, write about things that are going to happen. One is they talk about how much they love Perry White because everybody loves a middle-aged editor-in-chief who smokes cigars. I
1: worry for that kid because Perry <laughs> White's not the best boss.
0: Yes, and then they're like, "What's a, what's going on with Perry? Is he married? Does he have a Does he have family?" And then I mean,
1: I am curious as to whether or not he has family. So
0: what you find out is that I guess in the next issue or very soon. Uh, Jimmy Olsen will have a an encounter, with, an encounter Perry with Perry White's teenage son, Hank. And then somebody mentions how much they like Supergirl. And I think these might actually be a plant.
1: Quite possibly.
0: These might be a plant. Uh, and they say, you know, I love Supergirl. We should have Supergirl meet up with Jimmy. And the editor's like, yeah, it's coming, dummy. <laughs> Well, it doesn't really say that, but we, you know, basically it's all this stuff about, you know, it, it, it is, it's, it's, hey, what about this? And then the editor goes, well, it's this dummy.
1: Yep. Uh, I do like the fact that the kids are like, you, you do realize this right. is the most inconsistent thing on the planet. Right. And the um, editors are just like, hey, uh, here is a very, very flimsy explanation as to why it's Essentially,
0: not. they're just throw, they just throw their hands up in the air and say, what are you going to do? <laughs> eh, maybe. What are you going to do? All right, moving on. All right, which brings us to Peg. Uh, Peg is uh, there with her husband. And, oh, I'm sorry, Peg's a teenage daughter. So she's there with her daddy and says, oh, daddy, I had a neat time at the baseball game. Ted brought everything I wanted, hot dogs, peanuts. And then she said, I got this foul ball. And the man and the dad says, hey, did you catch it? Uh, and he said, not quite. Or man... What is it? Is it?
1: Did Ted catch it? Is and
0: right, did Ted catch the ball? And she's like, no, but he did stop it. And what you see is that the ball has hit Ted in the head. Now Ted is bald. He looks. How old is Ted? He, he looks, looks like he's just like... as
1: middle aged as the girl's father. Exactly.
0: It's weird. Like, I, so is it? Was it just like like a friend of his dad's took him, or is it oh. a boyfriend? We don't know. No. So many But of these they've things.
1: also made Jimmy look like a 40-something-year-old, so we cannot trust 1950s comic illustrators. That's
0: true. All right, so then we run into a Tootsie Pop limerick on a boat heading out for high seas with full and cool spanking breeze. With a full sail and a cool I'm, spanking breeze. I'm going to
1: stop you there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, nobody ever...
1: I'm sorry, what?
0: I, I've heard the term spanking new, but not cool spanking breeze. <laughs>
1: Yeah, me neither.
0: Whether long or short hops, bring the same Tootsie Roll Pops anytime, anywhere, they will please. Toot- so basically, and now this is, uh, they just lump together Tootsie Roll Pops and Tootsie Roll Fudge. I think, I don't think there's gonna be a third one. Thank God. Like I said, I am so tired of these. Like, they are just, ugh. You are done with the limericks. I, I don't know why. Cause I mean, you know, whatever. But like, they, yeah, these really bother me, and I don't like reading them. Okay, I mean not as much as all the weird racism and, and <laughs> sexism that we see. But these are just kind of—they're like... just annoying me, like the Imagine Dragons. It's like it's like that. Like I don't know.
1: <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen of the listening audience, my father hates Imagine Dragons for no apparent reason.
0: Uh, the, the
1: to the point where he has hijacked my phone. And sent my friend a text saying Imagine Dragon sucks after hearing her listen to it at a New Year's party.
0: I, I think, actually, I didn't say they suck. I'm pretty sure that you I wrote... they
1: stink on ice.
0: Exactly. I'm pretty sure that I wrote that they stink on ice.
1: Either way.
0: For some reason, and I don't know why, and I can't explain it, and, and maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. Yeah, they just bother me. I don't like them, never like them, and like... I
1: mean I don't mind them.
0: I I, I, I I don't I dislike them with a disproportionate amount. <laughs> yeah,
1: disproportionate amount right. of
0: passion. I should not not like them this much, but for some reason.
1: He hates Imagine Dragons I with a burning passion imagine... for no apparent reason. And it's
0: not that I hate all popular music. You know, there's some stuff that I like, but for some reason... Just Imagine, imagine Dragons. Imagine Dragons just, like, makes me insane. And I
1: don't hate Imagine Dragons.
0: Like, they make me insane. And there was a game that I played that, like, had, like, an exclusive Imagine Dragons song. And it was, like, the Infinity Blade. And they just... it's a It was an iPhone... Okay. It was an iOS RPG. I'll believe you. It was a really good game in the Infinity Blade series. But you could not listen to the song but
1: because it was Imagine Dragons. When it was
0: all over, it was luckily played over the end, like the end cutscene and credits. So luckily, I could just like put the phone down and walk away. But it like ruined an otherwise great game. Uh, okay, so then we have Jerry the Jitterbug, and Jerry the Jitterbug is out. And he's talked about how they had a wonderful discussion in class where they talked about flying saucers. And Jimmy's like, there's no such thing as fi- flying saucers. And then he walks he by the cafeteria and, and gets, gets hit, hit, hit the in the head with a saucer. And the girl goes, there! Are you still, are you still sure convinced there's... there are no flying saucers?
1: I mean, that's a pretty good, that's not bad for like a 1950s comeback.
0: It's true, but
1: it's not good.
0: Who's throwing the saucer? I don't know. Is it somebody... Maybe there's
1: a food fight going is it on.
0: In the mess who... Is it somebody who doesn't like Jerry? Is it another girl that he's like you know, that he like she's cheating on with this girl? I don't know. We have no idea. Alright. He
1: has gotten hit in the head with us.
0: So then we also have coming super attractants in adventure comics in August. Mystery. Why does Pa Kent hire the world's greatest detective to prove that Clark Kent is really Superboy? Because doesn't pocket ba- ba- Kent know? Batman knows. And in this case, is it Batman? Does he hire Batman?
1: Does he hire Sherlock Holmes?
0: Right. We don't know. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. Um,
1: I mean, if he hires, do you remember on Batman: The Brave and the Bold where there was a Batman and Sherlock Holmes? Thing?
0: Yes, I do.
1: I loved that episode.
0: Um, okay, so then we have Superboy comics. Three great stories. September now on sale. One, Superbaby's first day at school. Two. How Superdog made history, and three, the punishment of Superboy. Now, I have to say that I don't know that much about Superboy. Yes. But based on a lot of what I'm reading, I really need to start reading Superboy. Like I need to kind of get look at these comic books I be think, the next series because I think because I think that they are they might be just as fun and whimsical. Of Lois Lane, we should do Superboy. Maybe I, I think that maybe that's a possibility. Are
1: there Supergirl comics from back then? Yes. Are they going to be horribly sexist?
0: That would be my guess. So then we have action comics in August. And then they'll have you'll a duel you will always remember. And I, I will. Superman versus Bizarro.
1: I like Bizarro.
0: I love Bizarro, Bizarro. just
1: wants to be good.
0: I don't you know He's I
1: just wants to do his own thing I, in peace. I
0: really think that um I think it's made clear, and if not, I'm going to make it clear yet again, that Bizarro is on my Mount Rushmore of villains, greatest villains of all time.
1: Bizarro just wants to be good.
0: Because he's not a villain. Yeah, he's not a villain. He's just, he just wants to
1: do his own thing and help people in his own special way.
0: And then, then there's uh, Supergirl visits the future, and then another exciting story of Kongrilla, the amazing man ape.
1: Also, on that Mount Rushmore, is anything ape-related?
0: No, not anything ape-related, but specifically Grodd. Well, gorilla Grodd, sure. All right, so brings us to our last story. Whenever he is in trouble, Jimmy Olsen merely has to turn on the ultrasonic signal in his wristwatch to call Superman to his aid. But one day, the cub reporter loses his valuable signal watch just when he needs the Man of Steel the most, and ha, and. To overcome his predicament, Superman's pal must display both courage and cleverness in the case of Jimmy Olsen's Super Signals. And uh, Jimmy Olsen is in a place called Super Echo Cliff, where he is being chased by some kind of blue space bear.
1: (laughs) It's just a black bear, Dad. No, it's blue. (laughs) It's supposed to be black.
0: It is a blue bear.
1: Dad, Batman's suit used to be blue. They didn't really have a lot of... Like, even Clark Kent's hair is blue.
0: And they say, no. It's
1: supposed to be a black bear.
0: That bear will grab me unless the super echo will yell, a Superman. Dad,
1: can I have a blue space bear?
0: <laughs> no, you can't. But I want a blue space bear. I know. Maybe someday. <laughs> uh, go ask your mother. <laughs> um, so then he says, help Superman. But Jimmy And Superman's like, it's a super yell from Jimmy. I'll rescue him. But why doesn't he just use his watch? Which is weird, because of course, you know, why as he say, I'm not rescuing him this time until he uses his watch, so you know, we call Superman and Superman is out, uh Jimmy is out investing his buddy, Professor Potter, and Professor Potter is checking his super sun lamp um, it'll give you an instant tan in five seconds, however, it will destroy all your metal
1: so what we've learned in this first panel is that this is strong enough to melt metal but somehow safe enough to use on humans. Right. I have a problem with that. Yes,
0: I imagine. And he's like keep the and he keeps the, keep it closed for an hour. And then Clark Kent, mild manner reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper, happens to be looking around but because Clark Kent, mild manner reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper is the Secret identity of Superman. Superman uses his X-ray vision. X-ray vision to look and find out that both
1: the watch is gone from the box
0: and that the man is not Professor Potter, but
1: a member of the, the Superman anti-Superman
0: gang. gang.
1: I mean, at least they've figured out who their biggest opponent is.
0: <laughs> right very specific.
1: At least they've figured out what the problem right. is. Right. They figure out
0: that it's Superman's the problem because and not because
1: the police force does not
0: exist. It's not Superman. It's it's we don't want money. We just don't want Superman.
1: I mean, they can have all the money they want after they get rid of Superman.
0: So then they're like, you're going to jail. And he's like, you probably use that single watch to lure me into a kryptonite trap. And and then Jimmy's like, uh if I ever lose this watch, I'll lose Superman's friendship. And
1: I don't think you will
0: uh jimmy has some real issues with his self-esteem
1: he does He
0: is like between like he just thinks that you know first of all he has to lie to get a girl yes and then be crazy jealous in order to keep that girl yeah and that his um that his yeah his friendship his... with superman is super fragile And could be gone at any moment.
1: And is also the base of his entire self-worth. Well, yeah,
0: there is that. So, he's then...
1: He falls asleep writing a story of some sort and is stressed out so much about what happened that he starts sleepwalking and in his sleepwalking is trying to find a place to hide his Superman signal watch so that it doesn't get stolen.
0: Right. And so, he finds such a good hiding place that he's forgotten what it is. And he's like, oh, and no. when he
1: wakes up in the morning, he's like, crap, 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 it's gone. Right. It's gone. So
0: then uh, he decides, I'm just going to lose the, I'm going to use this fake, I'm going to wear, just wear this wristwatch, and then no one will know.
1: Does it say who gave him that wristwatch?
0: No. It just says, I'll wear this spare wristwatch.
1: I mean, it's always good to have a spare wristwatch. one, one that
0: actually around. works. We never actually know if the signal watch actually keeps time.
1: I mean, clearly it doesn't, because he thought it was 1145 when it was noon.
0: So then he wants to go. He then goes and he covers this story about a a movie a movie scene that's they've 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 commissioned. They're basically using an old warship to try to uh, shoot a movie Ad scene. Realism. Right, and so they use real ammunition, which is
1: not safe,
0: and they would never use Over-advised real or animation. or allowed exactly. So, but
1: I'm pretty sure that's not legal.
0: So what happens is while he's on the ship it crashes into an iceberg that is hidden by fog and you know they know that everybody can get out but the but the producer is like but we're going to lose this boat and we paid big money for this boat and okay jimmy's like okay well i'll call superman
1: i'm going to talk very very slowly to this producer who is actually fictional people's lives matter more than a stupid boat
0: obviously you've never met a producer
1: Your life matters more than a stupid boat.
0: Well, notice, he says there are plenty of lifeboats to get everybody out. Okay. So he knows, so his his first, his primary concern is making sure that everybody gets out safe. But then he also says, because, you know, I guess it takes a very long time for boats to sink, as we all know, because we've watched Titanic.
1: I mean, I haven't.
0: Neither have I, really.
1: It's too long. (laughs)
0: So they so basically he's like, Alright, everybody safe, fine, but man, we are gonna lose some serious money. We need to call Superman. And uh Jimmy's like, Okay, well I'll I'll use this phone.
1: To tell the people to start firing a little while away. And then and Superman will come and try to rescue, and then he'll notice that, that we actually crashed.
0: So they fire on Superman, who happens to be traveling around. And while on patrol, he fires at Superman. And Superman is like, why are they firing at me? They know that this won't work. I need to figure out what's going on. So he goes back and he sees Jimmy Olsen. He tells him everything. uh, Superman picks up the battleship, repairs the hole. Everything's fine. And Superman says, Jim, why didn't you use the signal wand?
1: And Jimmy was like, "Uh, I wanted it to be different.
0: He's like, I just wanted to change it up. And then he's like, yeah, that's, that's good. He's like, it's good, you know, that you wanted to use your wit. That's great.
1: But, you know, your signal watch is still...
0: Right, but don't forget to use your signal watch. So then, uh, later, he is out and he's in the flying newsroom at the Metropolis Amusement Park, where he runs into a place that says a replica of the Indian tribe village that existed here before colonization. Before settlers came in, killed every uh, the army came in, killed everybody in a horrible massacre, or forced them into some kind of trail of tears, and built the basis that would become Metropolis. I wonder if it was first called Metropolis, what? like they just like when they when the settlers moved in and they started to make it, and they they made this town. They're like, let's call this Metropolis.
1: No, it was probably like a bunch of little towns that merged together. You and would they figure all agreed on Metropolis,
0: but you don't know for sure. So when he gets there. He lands, and he gets attacked by the Superman gang, and the Superman gang tries to get their hands on the signal watch, which, as we all know... You
1: mean the anti-Superman The gang?
0: anti-Superman gang...
1: Because the, the Superman gang sounds more like a fan club than anything true. else.
0: So the anti-Superman gang would try to, is trying to get his signal watch, and uh, Jimmy is like... I, I he, he, They're like, okay, well, he can get the signal watch, because it's not really a signal watch, but I've got to su- summon sig- Superman somehow, so using smoke signals
1: i will signal him
0: right i'll signal him and he uses signal he uses it as he uses the smoke signals uses morse code sends out the smoke to superman who understands what's going on and goes rescues him and says hey what what why didn't you use the watch
1: because they took it superman right and then he's like oh well here's your watch back use it see you later i guess And so, after that whole day, Jimmy's tired, so he goes to a drive-in movie.
0: Why doesn't he go with Lucy? I guess Lucy's flying.
1: Lucy's probably out of town. She's rarely in town.
0: Right, because she's a a stewardess. And I say that because this is at a time when they called them stewardesses and not flight attendants.
1: So, he's at a drive-in movie about, I guess, gladiators. And then he sees, I don't know, the leader of the anti-Superman gang in the car next to him
0: that would be ace manton himself So he's like i gotta warn superman i gotta get superman to like come and get him so then
1: pulls out this i guess business card for superman i don't know what it is but it's like a small index card type thing with a superman insignia on it and he cuts out the the superman sign so he basically makes a makeshift bat signal but for superman Slides it into the projector and projects it on the screen. Although he
0: should slide it in upside down. Yeah. But he doesn't. He slides it in regular. And then Superman spies it, figures out what's going on.
1: And then gets Ace Manton, or whatever his name is. And then? And then when Jimmy gets home, you'll never guess what he finds and where he finds it.
0: Well, certainly I know. But, okay. listen, Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, so, listeners, I want you to think of one, to mention one place. Nope. <laughs> Second place. Nope. Now a third place. Uh-uh. Please, Ella Plum, can you please tell the listening audience what, in fact, where, in fact, the watch winds up being?
1: On his ankle.
0: It's on his ankle! His wristwatch has turned into an ankle watch.
1: So is he just, like...
0: And he has super skinny ankles.
1: Fully clothed all the time? I guess he
0: is. I guess he is. Because, like,
1: if you're getting dressed for the day, you probably take your socks off. You would think. And notice that there's a watch on your ankle. Well,
0: I think it's under his socks.
1: Yeah, so you take your socks off.
0: Well, when he woke up at the beginning of the day, remember, he fell asleep at his desk.
1: I know, but you would think and he, he would want to change clothes. I guess
0: he was he couldn't, because, you know, he's a busy guy. So then that brings us to the end of the third episode, the third issue, third story, in issue number 39. And now we are in the home stretch, where we get 150 Civil War soldiers for $1.49. forty um. nine.
1: I know which side they're on based on the flag that's in the advertisement.
0: Well it says Civil War Soldiers. I'm gonna guess it's not the Confederate flag, although you do see the Confederate flag there. Um, the thing is that they mention the monitor ship and the Merrimack ships, and uh, I believe those are both Union ships. Union ships. They were the first iron they were the first metal ship. So, you know, out there in Long Island you could buy these things, you get five gatling guns, thirty cavalry, 30 infantry, 18 sharpshooters, 18 field cannons, three Merrimack ships, six hospital wagons, six hospital nurses, three monitor ships.
1: That's more than they had in the entire Civil War. It's
0: very possibly. Six scouts, six officers, six sergeants, six buglers? What the hell
1: is a bugler? I
0: don't know. (laughs) And then six coast mortars. I'm going to say that buglers are some kind of weapon. And a doctor sawing off legs. And then. Underneath that, we have 40 Ford and American cars for a dollar. Are
1: those like the kind that you see it too, except smaller probably because they're only a dollar?
0: Yes. Cute. They are little scale, what would now be considered hot, 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 hot Wheels or Matchbox. I don't know, is Matchbox cars a thing anymore? I don't think it is.
1: I just know of Hot Wheels. Right. But I was also never really into that sort of thing.
0: So. Because as we all know, kids, boys, they like the cars. I mean, those are cute cars. They are. They're good-looking examples of 19, of late 1950s automobiles. All right. All right. Then you have uh, everybody's favorite.
1: Do you want spending money?
0: Become a member of our sales force. Steven Credit Sales, you yep. want money.
1: You want money.
0: And then the last two. Oh. So. So
1: I'm not quite sure what this is.
0: Let's see. I believe. Oh, this is Cloverine Salve. But. It's basically, if you get, they give you six six pictures. And it says, can you name the six foreign countries these stand for? And then you have a guy fighting a bull. So it's Spain. The Sphinx and the Pyramid. So So it's Egypt. Egypt. A guy in a gondola. So Italy. Italy. A guy charming a snake. So it's India. A guy pulling a rickshaw in front front of a pagoda is China. And then the Netherlands. They'd probably call it Holland. Holland two little Dutch people with a windmill in the background and they're like, you'll get these coins like, we'll send you these coins and we'll also give you a catalog and you can see what you'll win and then you can sell Cloverine Salve.
1: So they only want smart kids.
0: I guess. So it's like this idea where they kind of loop you in with the foreign coins and then they tell you, you know, if you like these foreign coins, here's some other things you can get. And then they tell you now sell our stuff. Now sell our stuff. And then, lastly, we have Imagine Touring England for Touring just... in quotation marks. Ten cents. So they give you these pictures of England, and they tell it with, like, little things. It's called the American Geographical Society, and it's their Around the World program, and...
1: And you get pictures of England.
0: Right. For ten cents. Hey, who likes... Who doesn't like pictures of England?
1: I mean, I, I just like England, so...
0: Why not? So why not explore England in pictures?
1: Because I can go there myself?
0: Well, you did, actually. So, yeah. okay, that brings us to the end of issue number 39, Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. Yep. I would like to thank you all for listening. And if you would like to help the show, if you would like to help the show, uh, you know, you write know what to do. review, that kind of thing. Oh, actually, I would like, if I could ask you to tell... Someone you know. One story from this week's isu- from this mo- week's issue. Just tell one of the stories to someone you know, and if they are interested, if they think it's insane,
1: let them know about the podcast. Let them know
0: about the podcast. Just tell just one of the stories, and it, you know, really, it doesn't even have to be an index from this story from this issue from any issue, any of your favorites. Just tell one person the story they don't even have to be comic book fans because i think that these stories are suitably insane for anybody to appreciate so and if that person enjoys the story is they said you should then mention that they should watch or they should listen and subscribe to superman's other pals a podcast where i gary Rowland, discuss the silver age comic <laughs> superman jimmy olsen's pals superman's pal jimmy olsen with his teenage daughter Elephant Rowland. together we do stuff yeah, so that's that's it. Thank you once again to the Spin Doctors for not suing us or sending us a cease and desist order. And uh, do you have anything?
1: Support your local roller derby. Thank
0: you. And until next time, this is Gary Roland.
1: This is Elacom Rowland.
0: And together we say Superman away.
1: Away.